Hey church family, this week I want to start off by saying how incredibly grateful I am for every positive word, kind encouragement, and hope that being a part of TPC has brought me. To be believed in is one of the greatest blessings, and to be used is such a joy. I'm not going to bring a whole lot of Bible into this post today, but I want to share with you something that's been building in me over the last few weeks. We as a church talk all the time about walking in victory, and claiming the victory, and praising God for the victory, and sometimes it feels like we only ever talk about the positive parts of it. There isn't necessarily anything wrong with that either it's good to speak about life and not death. But I've found that in my own personal life, and through the testimonies of others, that sometimes victories are very bittersweet. Progress feels painful, and there can be an odd sort of mourning along with the joy that freedom can bring. Almost like a survivor's guilt, sometimes sadness can creep up because we remember all the people that are still stuck in the place of our deliverance. I firmly believe that this initial period of bittersweetness won't last long, and that the longer we walk away from our bad habits the easier it will be to just be grateful and filled with joy, but I also believe that this time period needs to be acknowledged because this is where the lies can work in overdrive. I know I've walked myself right back into bondage simply because I didn't realize that victory didn't always feel positive right away. Strength, at times, felt exhausting and I spent months mislabeling the victory as a struggle. Biblically speaking, when the Israelites faced the walled city of Jericho, there was great joy for those who had achieved the victory, but it was probably tinged with grief for the generation that had passed away before seeing the promise. Did they focus on it? No. But they probably felt it in passing, and in the moment that pain was very real. Right now I'm dealing with a bittersweet victory of my own. For many, many years, my family has been a huge source of stress, bitterness and disappointment. I am the first apostolic in my family, and even though my mom tried to raise me in a non-denominational church, my dad's temper frequently drowned out the voice of a kind and loving God. For years I focused on how unfair it was, and how angry I'd been when it felt like God had abandoned me in my time of desperation. When I came to Harvey, I had just moved back home and I knew that God wanted me to minister to them and set a godly example and be the bigger person. I struggled to pray for them, to respect them, and to give them a second chance. But over the next few years he began to give me compassion for their story and for acting in their ignorance. I started to remember that even bad guys have a backstory and that my dad's biggest downfall was disappointment. Slowly, over this past year and a half, I've begun to feel a release of responsibility for them. When I got married, I began to realize that it was not my responsibility to shoulder their burdens and their financial decisions. I was absolutely still supposed to pray for them, and I learned to seek God for direction while I tried to pray specific prayers over them, but their decisions didn't have to be mine anymore. It took a long time for me to realize that their blood wouldn't be on my hands if they didn't decide to want the wholeness of the gospel. But then we had church this past Sunday and I found myself overcome with grief, and I really struggled against the word that pastor was preaching. I couldn't seem to reconcile the sadness that lately nothing has been changing in them, with trying to find joy in the fact that changes really had started to manifest in me. I wanted to pray for them with faith, but in the moment all I could manage was honesty and saying, Jesus, I know I should believe that I can make these mountains move in their lives, but please use what I can offer you. Please honor my obedience and forgive me for not having the kind of faith that I know He is asking for. And so I prayed. I prayed for them through tears and frustration and tried to intercede on their behalf and not focus on how defeated I felt. In the moment, obedience did not feel like victory. It felt powerless, it felt hollow, and it felt empty. But I think God can see through our lingering fear and honors our decision to keep praying and keep praising regardless of what we feel. What a bittersweet victory to realize that I have grown to a point that I'm learning to live my life based on His Word, not what I see or hear all the time. To be transparent, I occasionally miss the crutch that my tears had become. 
I miss being able to feel justified in my disobedience by what I felt. But I'm beginning to get victory over my emotions now, and I refuse to go backwards. I'm learning how to acknowledge what I feel without basing my decisions on them. I'm learning to trust His Word over the words of others, especially my own, and I'm slowly but surely coming out of the start of deliverance and finding more joy in knowing that this is good. This week I want to encourage you to remember that obedience to His Word is always a victory, and that even in those moments you wish you could cling to old habits and old thoughts, Jesus knows right where you are. 2 Corinthians 5:17. Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. Just like pastor preached, the shepherds were still looking at the same sheep night after night, but they were not the same shepherds looking after them. Perhaps the strength that gives us the ability to continue overcoming comes simply through trusting God and speaking with Him, day after day, until our minds are renewed so completely that we scarcely remember the excuses we use to provide ourselves. It may be difficult at first, but it absolutely counts. Don't let lies rob you of the blessing of your deliverance. Keep on fighting and walk in your freedom.